The book is here. The book is here, my friend. I'm so excited to announce that my new book, my first book, Be Seen, Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream, is officially available for pre-order. Oh my gosh, such an exciting moment. And I'm so grateful that you are hearing this because it means that you can go pre-order and get some of my really dope bonuses. Now, I love to incentivize people to take action fast because momentum begets momentum. So I want you to go and pre-order. And when you do, head on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and put in your order information so you can get the bonuses for pre-ordering. The bonuses are amazing. First, immediately you're going to get the recording of me reading the introduction and the first chapter to the book. So you can listen to the intro and the first chapter before anybody else. And it's me reading it. So you're going to get a lot of different little behind the scenes nuggets. You'll also get a special invite to my very first Manifestation Masterclass virtual event. Now, this is a two-hour virtual event that I'm going to do where I it's the first time I've ever taught Manifestation in that kind of uh, atmosphere where it's a place where you can ask me questions and we're together on Zoom. It's going to be epic. So everybody that pre-orders is going to get an opportunity to join me for that Manifestation Masterclass. So I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited for you to get the book in your hands and for you to get those amazing bonuses. So go on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and order your book wherever you want to order it from, but put that order number into the website so you can get the bonuses. Go do it. I dare you. Can't wait to hear what you think. I think that it's really powerful when you meet somebody that believes in your dreams, that believes in you more than you believe in yourself. And I think Chris and I came together and we believed in each other more than we we individually believed in ourselves. And it was that push that we needed to build our businesses to where we wanted them to go. Us coming together was like that thing. And it was that spark that lit the match. This is why I tell you, you're always one relationship away from changing your life, from your entire life changing. One moment, one second, one action step, one decision away. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Hi, everybody. So first things first, it's my husband's birthday today. My ask for you would be to go and follow Chris Winfield, my husband and business partner, and wish him a very, very, very happy birthday. I'm big on birthdays. I love them. It's just a great excuse to celebrate people. I mean, while I like to celebrate him every day of the year, it's a day that I like to really, really pour into him. In honor of that, we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about manifesting relationships. Cause I know that's what many of you ask of me all the time. You always want to hear, how do I manifest my soulmate? How do I find a relationship? All of those questions you guys are asking me on the daily and I answer them sometimes, but today we're going to dive in. So if that's a topic that you're interested in, that's my rant. I think I should start this with my grandma. I actually call her glamour because she is like the most glamorous woman in the entire world. She's very wise. Um, she's, she's not your typical grandma. She's still, she's like 90 something and she's still like plays tennis and does Pilates and travels the world. And she's absolutely incredible. And one of my heroes in life. And she's in, uh, has a really, really, really beautiful relationship with her husband. 
And she always says to me, or always used to say to me, she still says it to me, but when I was single and I was trying to meet my soulmate, she would always say to me, Jenny, the most important decision that you make in your life is the person that you marry and the person that you choose to spend the rest of your life with. I would look at her relationship with my grandpa and they just absolutely worship each other. And when I was single, I was like, man, if I could only have a relationship like that, but all of the guys that I was dating when I was single living in New York city, and this was like, you know, I'm talking like seven years ago right now. I, I was, I was single for a very, very long time when I got out of that, the relationship that many of you know about that really like created everything because he broke up with me and left me for one of our friends. And it was like a big breakdown to breakthrough moment in my life. But after that, I was single for a long time, five years, seven years or something like that. And I was like on this hunt to find my grandpa, Gene. And my grandpa, Gene is my grandma's husband, Gene. I always thought when I was when I was first dating and I was first searching for my soulmate, I had this big vision of what my my person should be. And, and notice that I use the word should. I, I'm using the word should because this was the person that my family, the type of person that my family thought that I should be with, and the type of person that I was raised to believe that I should want, that I should be with. And for me, in the, the upbringing that I had, that was really like uh, someone in finance or a doctor or a lawyer, a, a Jewish doctor or a lawyer, preferably. I'm Jewish. So my family really wanted me to marry like a really like uh, secure, safe pick, like a guy that, you know, was... Uh, either a hedge fund person or a finance person in New York or a doctor or a lawyer or somebody that uh, was just like had like a regular nine to five job, really secure and preferably Jewish. And, you know, like that typical, that typical type of guy that like most parents want for their children, because listen, my parents loved me. They just wanted me to be taken care of. They wanted me to be safe. They wanted to know that I was always going to be okay. And it was always in their best interest for me to find a man like that. And so they would project on me uh, a lot, often out of love, the type of person that they wanted me to be with. And that led me to going on dates with people, searching for somebody that fit the mold of what everybody else in my life wanted for me. And I slowly but surely started to believe that this was the type of person that I wanted, even though it wasn't. I was like subconsciously programming my brain to believe that the only type of guy that I would be happy with or that I should have is that is this type of guy that everybody was shooting on me. Okay. He's got to be, you know, a Jewish finance guy with a really great family that, um, like, I mean, all of these, like, uh, like on paper check marks that families want for their, their daughters often. Um, if you're, if you're with me on this, like, just give me a little heart and like, I'm just like painting the picture for you because I don't think that there's anything wrong with, um, moms and dads wanting like the really safe pick for their kid. And whether that is a safe pick in a partner or a safe pick in a job in, um, in a future that they want their kid to have. So many families I know say to their kids, like, you need to be a lawyer or a doctor. You need to go to a four-year school. Uh, you're going to have this, this life, like you're going to work at, at a Facebook or a Google or whatever. Right. And, and, and before you know it, you're programmed to want this life that maybe isn't the life that you, that you really want, but you believe that that's the only life that's there for you because that's the life that everybody has painted and paved for you. And you start to believe all of these things that aren't even really what you desire. So what I was doing when I was dating and I was trying to find my soulmate, I was looking for the person that my family wanted for me. I wasn't looking for the person that I truly wanted. And so I was trying to fit this square peg into a round hole. I was going out on dates with all these guys that were the perfect guy for 
what everybody else wanted for me, but they couldn't have been less perfect for me. And it just wasn't working. Nothing was clicking. I wasn't finding the right guy. And it was getting really, 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 really frustrated. So I decided to switch things up a little bit. I read this book called Meeting Your Half Orange. I I was talking to this girl at a party that I was at, and she's like, I read this one book, and it really helped me to manifest my husband who's sitting right here. I think it was her boyfriend at the time. They have a kid now and they're married. But she's like, "My, my amazing boyfriend who I'm so in love with, I read this book and it really helped me. And this book was not a very well-known book. It's like called Finding Your Half Orange or something like that. But it was the concept of manifestation and the law of attraction when it comes to dating and finding a relationship. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know all about this. I use the law of attraction regularly for my life. And at that point in time, I, I had used it to manifest my dream role in a Broadway national tour. And I knew how to manifest, but I wasn't using it when it came to figuring out like the dating situation that I was in and manifesting my soulmate. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a project out of this. I am going to manifest. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use the law of attraction. I'm going to manifest the love of my life. I was reading this book and, and, I, and I started to figure out what I was doing wrong, like why all these dates were wrong. It was because the guy that I was picking was not the guy that I wanted. It was the guy that everybody else wanted. So the first thing that I needed to do was I needed to get really, really clear on what it is that I wanted not what everybody else wanted for me. And and I think that that's really important for all of you to think about right now when you're thinking about like maybe the, the the life that you're living maybe doesn't feel completely in alignment or it doesn't feel totally right or it doesn't feel totally good and you feel like there's more for you or you feel like you need to figure out what your true passion and purpose is because you've been doing something that doesn't completely let you up for so long. But maybe there's a lot of fear of like, I don't know what that is. I don't know if I could find it. I don't know. Like there's fear of stepping into that probably because you've been conditioned for a really, really long time, whether that was by your family or by the world in general to want certain things. And you built your life based on what other people wanted for you and what you think you should do based on what you really, really, really desire. So I was like, holy crap, I'm doing this with men. What do I really want? And I allowed myself for the very first time to ask myself, what my real soulmate would look like if I could have anything that I wanted, any person in the world without anyone like telling me what it should be. Like if, if none of those people existed and it was just for me and I let go of all of those beliefs that I've created over the years of what my partner should be like. And I allowed myself to fully explore what my, what my partner, my dream partner or my the love of my life would be like. And so I, I started to visualize what he would be like. And I actually did this on a run. And I, I, t- I tell this entire story in the book, by the way, like in detail, way more detail than what I'm going to tell you about right now is in here. So by the way, I pinned um, really quick for you guys that are here right now, a DM me street team, and you can be part of my launch team for this book. And you can get behind the scenes access of a book launch and be on my team throughout the entire thing. I highly recommend that if you are ever going to write a book, you join the street team, because we're going deep on behind the scenes of what it is really like to write and launch a book. And you'll also be able to help me promote it. So just DM me street team. I'll tell you how to sign up, how you can be part of the team. Okay. So back to the story. So I go on this run and I'm like, okay, what would my dream guy be like? If I could have any, any person in the world, what would he be like if nobody cared and nobody else's opinion existed ever? I started to paint this picture of this guy And it turned out that he was an entrepreneur. I was like, wow, I really want somebody that is an entrepreneur that doesn't have like a regular nine to five job because I'm an entrepreneur and I love business. And I want somebody that's really into personal development and personal growth and believes in manifestation and loves going to Barnes and Noble and reading self-help books. And I really want somebody that works out at Equinox. And the reason I said Equinox is like, I spend a lot of money on my fitness. I'm really invested in fitness. I want somebody that also cares very, very much. 
And so that was a weird thing that I wanted. And then he lived on the Upper West Side. I was like, I love Manhattan. I love the Upper West Side. There's a vibe here. And my perfect person, if I could have anybody in the world, he would love the Upper West Side too. And he would live here on the Upper West Side. And he would be six feet tall because I like tall guys. And then I went even further and I was like, you know what? Like my family always wanted me to find somebody that had never been married, that didn't have a kid, you know, like somebody that was just starting their life with you. And I was like, I think I want to meet somebody that has already been married. This is just what came to me and has a child from a previous marriage. And I was very, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, that surprised me. I didn't even realize that I would want that. But I started thinking through it more and I was like, oh my gosh, all of these guys that I'm dating, like they've never really been in like real relationships. And I think like someone that's a father already like really has responsibility and like knows how to love unconditionally. And I don't know if I want to have kids. So if I could meet somebody that already has one, how fun would that be? Uh, that would be like two and one. Check, check, check. So I, I knew that he was a six foot tall entrepreneur that lived on the Upper West Side that was into fitness and personal development and manifestation and loved going to Barnes and Noble and reading self-help books and was really driven and wanted to create some epic shit in the world, like really passionate. Like, not, I, And I said to my, when I was doing this, I remember working with my therapist and I was like, I need to meet somebody extraordinary. I was like, this may, I, it may be a long time until I find this person, but I can't just be with like a regular person. Like I can't be with someone normal. I just know that. I know that about myself. Like they have to be extraordinary. Like they have to be different. They have to look at the world differently. They have to have a similar mindset as me. And I was going out on all these dates with these guys that like, no offense to them. There's absolutely nothing wrong with these men. They just wanted something completely different, like a really steady nine to five, like then they're going to retire one day. And like, you know, all of that, not really like the mindset of a, of an entrepreneur or somebody that, um, really wanted to, um, always be growing and be better. The people that I was going out with were more like obsessed with like keeping up with the Joneses and going to the right parties and being seen at the right places. And I was just like, I want so much more than that. Like, that's not what I'm into. And and so I finally gave myself permission to want somebody like that. And I painted this picture of this guy uh, and, and I started doing the work that I knew that he needed to do in order to manifest. And I like to call it the creation process. In the book, we call it the creation process because I like to use the word create a lot more than manifest because I feel like uh, creation is way more actionable. And the way that I like to teach the law of attraction is way more actionable because without action, the law of attraction does not work. But let me explain to you how the visualization and the vision boarding and all of that stuff helps you to take action, which is the key. So I started doing my creation process. And so I started doing this thing where I would, I would start talking to this man every day, even though he didn't exist in my life. If you've watched any of my content, you've probably seen videos of me sharing about this. And I cut out a photo of a a guy in a magazine and it was like a back of a guy's head and he was standing looking out at, at like the rainforest. It was like a travel picture and he was holding a baby and he was looking out the rainforest on a balcony and it was the back of his head. And I was like, this is the perfect picture to represent the love of my life because it's the back of his head and I can't see his face. So I put this vision board guy like this and I would talk to him every single day. And I, and I just knew, I was like, the only way that I'm going to believe that this is really real for me, like this is, th- th- this person is actually available to me is if I make him rule in my mind. 
So we would have conversations every single day. And you may think that I'm batshit crazy, but this helped me so much. I would wake up and I would, I would look at the vision board guy and I would be like, hi, my love. Good morning. I'm so excited to meet you. Uh, I can't wait like until we build an empire together. I know we're going to be a power couple. We're going to create something incredible. And um, if you see me, I'm wearing this outfit today. Like I'm, if I was wearing this, I'd be like, I'm wearing my, my little black cami. And, um, and you'll be able to notice that it's me. Just come up to me and, and introduce yourself because I can't wait to meet you. And what this did was it actually helped me to shift my belief in my subconscious that this person really was out there. He really was out there and he was looking for me too because I was talking to him all the time and I created this relationship with this guy that didn't really exist yet, but he existed to me. And you want to know how else this helped me? When I would go on dates with guys that were not him, they were clearly not him, I would know right away. And like, I wouldn't get that upset about bad dates. I'd be like, okay, you're not the guy. Like, I know who the guy is. And then I would just get really excited to wake up in the morning and talk to my fake vision board guy. And, and like, be like, I know you're coming. I know that wasn't you that I, that I met yesterday or the guy that ghosted me yesterday. That wasn't you, but I know you're on your way to me. And I would go also on wonder walks with this fake imaginary guy. One of my favorite activities when I was single was not going out with my girlfriends on Saturday night. It was actually going out by myself on a Saturday night. And I would take the train all the way downtown to like the West Village. And I would get off the train and I would put on my headphones and I'd put on like one of my Wonder Walk playlists. It wasn't the one that I have now that I can give to you. If you, if you buy the book, I'll give you the Wonder Walk playlist. Um, all my street team members will get the Wonder Walk playlist. And I would listen to this playlist and I would envision that I was walking hand in hand with the love of my life. And we were on a walk together and we were walking through Manhattan, walking all the way home. And I would listen to this music and I'd envision that I was holding his hand and I, I would just feel the feelings of what it would feel like to be in a relationship. I would, and I, I, I would be so happy and I would walk like envisioning that he's there and we're just having the best time and we're walking home from a date night. And the other piece of this manifestation story of like this guy, like me and this guy were, I, I created this whole story in my mind. We were going to um, build a company together. We were going to live in this um, very specific building on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in this very specific uh, apartment with windows that wrapped around 72nd Street, floor to ceiling windows. It was this one apartment that I was obsessed with. Um, I used to train people in this building when I was a personal trainer. And I, I always dreamt of living in one of the um, really fancy apartments in there. And I would actually tell the doorman when I would walk in to train people at the gym, I would be like, we would always joke. I'd be like, I'm going to live here one day. You wait, you wait me and the love of my life who I'm meeting very soon. We're going to live here one day. And they would laugh at me because I was like a trainer. <laughs> and I lived in the, in the building across the street in a studio apartment. Uh, it's tiny, tiny with like one little window that faced like a little courtyard. You could barely see anything out of it. Um, but I would walk in to this building and I would get in the elevator and I would envision that I was going up to the penthouse apartment. And like, I was so in love with this guy that I was creating this relationship with in my mind. And I would do this for a long time. And you guys, this is important to note when you're, when you're doing this journey, if you guys decide to start manifesting a relationship or manifesting anything or using the creation process to create something that you desire in your life, it did not happen overnight. And it was not always easy. And it was not always fun. There were times during this period in my life when I would lay in my bed in my little studio apartment and have this fear that I would be alone forever. And I would cry myself to sleep. 
and I would lay in my bed and I'd be like, I'm going to be alone forever. So I didn't believe it 100% of the time. I wasn't a perfect manifester. I wasn't like totally in love in this fake relationship all day, every day, all the time. No, there were moments where I really was in, in it and I felt that it was possible. Like when I would talk to him or like write him letters, um, write in my journal, like my future gratitude list. Like I'm so grateful that I'm meeting the love of my life today. I'm so grateful that my husband is walking into my life today. I can't wait to meet him. I would feel really, really excited. I would feel it. It would feel good. But there were also times when I was like, man, is this ever going to freaking work? I've been doing this for so long. And then I'd go on a crappy date and I'd be like, man, that wasn't him. This sucks, you know, and, and, and it would feel not so good. And so I want to make sure that you guys know that if you're manifesting and it's not working or like you feel negative about it, like. I think some people say like with manifestation or the law of attraction or creating whatever it is that you want, you can never have a negative thought. That is not true because if we, our brains think uncontrollably, just like our hearts think uncontrollably. And sometimes we're going to have fear. We're going to have doubt. We're normal. We're normal people. And that's okay. The key is to just believe a little bit more than you don't. And even when I was crying at, at night with my dog by myself, this is like the, the most pathetic little picture I'm painting for you right now, but it's so true. In my little apartment, like I'd be crying myself to sleep, holding my dog. And but even when I was having those moments, I would still have this like little bit of belief. Like, I know I'm gonna meet him. I'm not gonna be single forever. I know. And I would go on long walks with my dad, not physically, he would be in my headphones on the phone with me. And I would tell him, I'd be like, Dad, you wait and see. I'm gonna meet him. He's coming, he's on his way to me. He's a six foot tall entrepreneur, and we're gonna create a company together. We're gonna be a power couple. He's going to be like just as into manifestation as me. And it's he's going to have a kid. He's going to be divorced. Like I'm telling you, he doesn't drink alcohol. I knew all these things about him. My dad was just like, okay, Jenny, I believe you. Okay, hopefully I, I believe you. You know, and, and like he believed me, but he didn't really believe me. You know, I think that he was just like hoping that he could believe me. But he listened. And my dad was always like my biggest cheerleader on this journey of me finding love. So let's talk about how I actually ended up meeting Chris. Because if you skipped it today, it's already like spoiler alert. You know that my husband, it's his birthday today. That's why I'm telling the story. Uh, he is a six foot tall entrepreneur. He was from the Upper West Side. He has a beautiful daughter. He doesn't drink alcohol. He has tattoos. He's totally into personal growth and manifestation. He's, he's funny. He works out at Equinox. Like all the things that I said, yes, he did come. Yes, it took a really long time, but it's very, very strange it's like, of course it happened this way. So let me explain to you how we actually ended up meeting. When I first got my job at Reebok Sports Club, which is now Equinox, as a personal trainer, I dated this one trainer at that gym. Uh, his name was Carlos. And he was like my rebound relationship from that the guy that I thought I was going to marry that really broke my heart. And I'm dating this guy, Carlos. And Carlos, it was like, you know, this really hot trainer at, uh, at this gym that I worked at. And we, you know, it was like fun. But it was fun until he like, I found out that he was cheating on me. I actually found another girl's underwear in his bed. It's a whole long story. But it's all for, this is just another excuse or another reason to remember that it really is all for you because I didn't know in that moment when I was like, what the hell? This guy is totally sleeping with a, another girl at the exact same time as me. But that was the guy that ended up introducing me to my husband. So thank God. So obviously Carlos and I break up. I leave that gym and I start my own business and I start a very successful fitness company called JLG Fitness, where I had trainers all over the Upper West Side training people. I was training some of the most powerful people in New York. Um, I had built an online business. I became a little powerhouse entrepreneur myself. I built up you know, my company and I was, I was really crushing it. And I never had gone back to that gym. It was called Reebok Sports Club. It was the most fancy gym in New York City. And 
it, they fired me because they found out that I was building my business on the side. And they said, you can't ever come back here as a trainer. You can't come back here as a, as a client. You can never come back here. You're basically banned from this gym, which was weird because I've never really heard of somebody banning someone from someplace that they got fired from. Weird. But anyways, so I still lived on the Upper West Side. And at this point in time, I was very successful in my business. So I had become a member of Equinox. And this gym was recently purchased by Equinox, the, the gym Reebok that I got fired from. And it was bought out by Equinox. And I'm walking down the street down Columbus Avenue. And I, for like five years, I hadn't been back to that gym because I wasn't allowed to go back. And I see like all of a sudden, oh, wow, it's Equinox now. So that probably means that none of the people that told me I could never go back there are there anymore. And all of a sudden, I got this like this feeling in my gut. And you guys, sometimes I talk about it like unicorn opportunities. Sometimes I think of it like neon lights. That's why that the cover of my book is a neon sign. Like there were neon like signs or arrows pointing at this gym. All of a sudden, like I'm walking back, I'm walking by, it was just a normal day. And I just got this feeling that was like, Jen, you need to go back into that gym. You need to go back there. You need to go back in there because there's somebody there that you need to meet. And it had been like five years since I'd been in that gym. And there was no reason for me to go to that gym. I had a great membership down the street. And at that time, I was manifesting, actively creating the love of my life. So I was looking for opportunities. I really was. And when I saw the neon lights in my mind and I basically saw it as a unicorn opportunity, I was like, here we go. I don't know why my heart and my soul is telling me to walk into this building right now and to get this membership, but I need to. I walk in. It's a ridiculously expensive gym membership, but I gave them my credit card and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start working out here. So I go in uh, and I start working out. And that first week, guess who I bump into? Carlos. Carlos is still a trainer there. And so it was a really cool feeling because I had like left, built my own business, became really successful. And now I was coming back to that gym as like a client and a member and I could afford the membership. And it felt really good, you know, bumping into the guy that cheated on me and all that. He's like, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, I've done all these things. And, you know, he's very proud of myself. And he's like, oh, wow, that's interesting that you're in that industry, the online industry. There's this guy, um, I don't really know him that well, but he works out here and his name is Chris Winfield. And I think he does something similar. And I think that maybe, maybe you should know him. And I'm like, great, cool. That year, my word of the year was connection. So I was all about connecting with people that could possibly help me. And I was like, sure, Carlos, he sent me Chris Winfield's Facebook profile. And I go and I Google this guy, Chris Winfield, thinking, oh, this guy could probably help me with my business. And I Google him and it turns out that his nickname online is the super connector. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is so appropriate. My word of the year is connection. He's the super connector. I should probably know this guy. I add Chris on Facebook. And Chris and I start messaging. It's so funny because I, it was right around Thanksgiving when we first became Facebook friends and I went home for Thanksgiving. And when I was at home at the Thanksgiving dinner table, my family was talking to me about when are you ever going to find somebody? How's dating going? You know, the whole thing that they always do. If you're single, you know, you know, you know. Uh, and, and I would just be like, and I, I was messaging with Chris under the table about meeting up when I got back. And I said to my family at the table, I was like, next year, I'm going to be here with the love of my life. He's on his way to me. I'm telling you, he is on his way. And I'm sitting there messaging with Chris, not knowing it was Chris. I get back and on November 29th, we had planned to go for uh, a walk in Central Park. Actually, we first had planned to go for coffee, but it was such a beautiful day 
So we were like, why don't we just go for a walk in the park? It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. You guys, this is why I tell you, you're always one relationship away from changing your life, from your entire life changing. One moment, one second, one action step, one decision away. I was, I didn't know why I was meeting up with this guy. I thought it was for him to help me with my business. So I was wearing like gym clothes, ready for a walk, no makeup on. I go to Central Park on like Strawberry Fields, right outside of Strawberry Fields on 72nd Street. I'm sitting on a park bench waiting for this guy, Chris Winfield, to come and meet me. By the way, that morning I had written in my journal, I'm so grateful I met the love of my life today, not knowing it was Chris. And then right under it, it said, I'm so grateful I had a great time with Chris Winfield today. So I was doing my future gratitude list and I didn't know that the two were the same. So I'm sitting there on that bench and this guy walks up to me. Of course, he's late wearing these sunglasses and he looks at me and it's like a beautiful day and he walks up and he's like, who's luckier than us? And I thought about it and I'm looking at the like gorgeous day. It's New York City, like, wow. And I didn't realize like that that was going to be such a big, a bigger meaning in our life later on. And I didn't know really what that meant. But I was like, oh, yeah, uh, that's a cute, you know, opening line. And we ended up walking in the park for like six hours. And he kept canceling all of his calls. And like he was, we were talking about the law of attraction. And he took me to Barnes and Noble. And he bought me all these personal development books. I'm like, what is happening right now? And I left him. And I remember I, I met up with my friend that night. And we went to a Hanson concert. I was like, I don't know what just happened today. I don't know if I was on a date. I don't know if I, if I just met a new friend. But I just spent six hours with this guy and it was like really fun. And, and then I started learning over the next couple of days that he lived on the Upper West Side. He didn't drink alcohol. He was, of course, I already knew he was six feet tall, that he had a daughter, that he was divorced, that he was an entrepreneur. And I started like really looking into everything that he did and skip to our second date. So the real date, like not after that walk, we went out to dinner and it was downtown and we walked from downtown all the way uptown, just like I used to do in my Wonder Walks. And I'm walking on the exact same street that I would walk by myself when I would envision that I was with the love of my life and doing these things with myself. And I look next to me and it's like this guy and, we're, and I'm feeling the same feelings that I felt in my visualization. And we're walking. I'm like, holy crap, this is it. And from that day on, Chris and I were inseparable. But there's some more crazy stories to this, more crazy things that tie in. So let's wrap up the story with, the, well, first of all, we met on November 29th. I was planning on going to this wedding in Des Moines, Iowa for New Year's Eve. My friend was getting married and I was going to go by myself because I didn't have anyone to go with. But of course, Chris and I met on November 29th and he was like, it would be weird if we weren't together for New Year's. So he decided to come with me to that wedding. Many of you have downloaded my best year blueprint. And that's like these exercises that I do every single year to manifest an amazing year. Like it's my year planning strategy. And one of the things that I do every single year is I write a letter to myself from me now. Like I'll write a letter to myself in the future. If I was December 31st today, I would write a letter to me December 31st a year from now. I would write all the things that I was excited about manifesting. So it would be like, Dear Jenny, I'm so grateful that you did all these things. I'm so proud of you. You had the best year ever. And I don't open the letter until New Year's. So you, it's really fun because you don't remember what you wrote. And then it's really cool to open it up after you've set your intention and read and see what happens. So we were together in Des Moines, Iowa. It was freezing cold for this wedding. And I had this letter that I had written to myself a year before. And I didn't know what it said. I didn't remember. And I, I'm sitting on the bed next to Chris. We're about to go to this wedding. I'm like, I want to read my letter today. 
he's like, okay, great. Cause he was all into it too. Cause of course he was the guy that I was manifesting. I opened this letter. The first line said, dear Jenny, I'm so happy that you're sitting next to the love of your life right now. Give him a kiss for me. You guys. Okay. So I gave him a kiss and I'm like, oh my God, I guess you're the love of my life. Then skip to later, we started to both become very successful in our, in our businesses and we decided to move in together. At this point in time, we had together helped each other in our own separate businesses in order to become financially successful enough to move into a very, very fantastic apartment. And guess what apartment that was? The exact apartment that I had visualized that me and the love of my life were going to move into in that exact building on 72nd Street. And I got to move in and say to the doorman, I told you so. I told you I was going to live here. I told you I was going to live here. And by the way, this was, and I think the misconception often is like, oh, I met the guy and like he, because he had money, like we could, I moved into an apartment with him. No, no, we together coming together ended up being able to help each other in our own businesses, be able to completely blow up both of our businesses and become very successful. This was a while ago. We're not, I mean, we're much further along now, but I think that it's really powerful when you meet somebody that believes in your dreams, that believes in you more than you believe in yourself. And I think Chris and I came together and we believed in each other more than we individually believed in ourselves. And it was that push that we needed to build our businesses to where we wanted them to go. Like us coming together was like that thing. And it was that spark that lit the match. And when we moved into the apartment that I dreamed that we would live in, it was really crazy. He was holding my dog, uh, Dexter, who is no longer with us. And he was looking out the window, holding my dog, standing there. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this looks so familiar. It's like deja vu. You know, when you have deja vu and it's like, I've seen this before. So I'm like, take, I took a picture of him. I'm like, why does this picture look so familiar? And I looked at the old picture of the vision board guy that I used to talk to every single day. And I put it next to it. And remember the vision board guy was holding a baby and looking out at the rainforest. Well, Chris was holding my dog and looking out at New York City. And I'm like, it's the same photo. But when you're manifesting, you need to remember that it's either what you want or something so much better. When you're creating, you need to forget about what it is that you really want and just know and trust that the universe will either give you the thing or something way better for you that you don't even know exists. And for me, my dog and New York City is way better than a baby in a rainforest. No offense to anybody that likes rainforests and wants to have babies and stuff like that. But I was just way more all about my dog and New York City. And there was my man looking. It was the same photo. It's the same. I will do a post with that photo so you guys can see the image. It's absolutely crazy. You know, that's the story. And I wanted to tell that story today because a lot of you ask me about manifesting and manifesting a relationship. And I really want to change the way that we talk about it and, and change the word from manifesting to creation because I didn't necessarily manifest Chris into my life. I didn't manifest that relationship. I created the opportunities that brought me to that moment. But if you really were paying attention to the whole story, there were so many things that I had to take action on in order for me to meet Chris. I had to create my life first. I had to become successful in my own right. I had to be, build my own personal training business so that I could then come back to that gym stronger and better than ever with a really profitable, amazing company and feeling really good about myself to bump into the guy that I dated ages ago and for him to say, oh, wow, you're crushing it. You should know this person. Then I had to reach out to him. I had to message with him. I had to show up at the park that day. I had to be open enough to notice and understand that, wow, this could be it. And then I had to receive him. Like there was a lot of action that I needed to take 
So it's not just about thinking about it and visualizing it and praying that it's going to end up in your lap. You have to focus on building the person that you need to be in order to receive that thing when it's there for you. And then also to recognize the neon signs that are pointing you in the direction of that thing and to take action on them when you see them. For more, more details on that and the entire creation process, step-by-step, there's steps, five steps to the creation process. It's in this book, Be Seen. So all of my BC and Street team members, you guys get to read the book before anybody else. You guys have the advanced galley online. You can read the entire book. Hopefully you guys have started reading it. So if you want to be part of the street team, you can DM me street team and I will give you the instructions on how to join. I wanted to tell that story today because it's my husband's birthday. He's the greatest and I would not be here right now if it wasn't for him and his belief in me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.